Number three. <laughs> I just really like the smattering of applause each time too for the Goombas. Like, just Goomba one. <laughs> two. I I really like if I, if if I if I had any bit of talent in this area, it would be so fun to do it. I mean, I'm sure they have for some like game award. Yeah, like a video feed of like Mario in the audience. Yeah, throwing his hat down yeah, and like walking so out. Funny. Yeah, Mario, Mario would like be embarrassing. And now to present, but he, Mario would be the presenter for best game of the game of the year. Every yeah, time. I mean, like, and now to present hey. game of the season. Mario. <laughs> Does that mean that Mario is the Meryl Streep of his of his video game universe? We can pick another prestige actor who's okay. also he could be the Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. I, I like think him. I think Mario is video games. Yes. Yeah. If you had to like just Absolutely. pick a, pick a yeah. person to be the head honcho in the video game world. <laughs> I really like the image now of picturing the presenters of the video game characters reading that copy that they do before categories. Yeah. It's like Mario comes out, it's like, every year there are so many games that come in, but sadly, we have to pick one. We have to pick one. <laughs> and like the thank you speeches. Meow, 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 Wow! Are, hey. are the Zerks and the Rot like fighting each other in the audience? Oh, totally. <laughs> no, Best they, they video game the, antagonists. They, they have the big musical number in the yeah. middle. I don't know. Like, it comes up to accept an award and a yeah. text box just comes up. Like, how are you doing that? Yeah. No, Link comes up and he like somersault rolls into the podium yeah. and like yeah. shakes them. Yeah. hi -ya! Listen! Listen! <laughs> Most annoying video game sidekick goes to Navi, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda series. <laughs> oh uh, man, I'm gonna, I could go forever. <laughs> uh, welcome to... Oh, was that our pre? I think so. <laughs> Did you get all the video game cover and the award conversation? Uh, <laughs> I got a good chunk of it. So I long think. as you got the Mario, that's all that matters. Everybody! Everybody! Uh, welcome to Lads Who Pod. Uh, we are Lads Who Game. I'm Lad Robert. Yeah, I'm Lad Jack. And I'm Lad Jimmy. And uh, why we have created a fake scenario uh, <laughs> about video game awards is that we are uh, here today to do our season two wrap up. Yes, so we excited. Did we did it. We're so excited. We're, we're here. We're uh, started, and I looked this up. We started November 6th, 2022 is wow. when we sort of announced that we're doing season two. Nice. Uh, and So almost a full year. That's yeah. Crazy. Basically, we're in September now, and uh, we've uh, we, we've finished all of our 10 games here, uh, and we're uh, sort of wanted to take an opportunity uh, on the podcast to like chat a little about them. We're going to rank them. We're going to talk about our ratings, whether they've sort of like held up maybe compared to mm -hmm. how we felt about it initially. Um, and we got more stuff going on on our Instagram as well at lads who game. If you want to take a look at um, some like sort of superlatives that we put up here, but um, we wanted to give you the listeners a chance to hear what we have to say about yeah. the game. I'm particularly excited to hear about how any of our our scores and feelings about games have evolved over time. Yeah. Obviously that will like uh, perhaps be more uh, noticeable with some of the earlier games we played, but I'm really excited to talk about how um, they've aged over time in our memory. Um, so yeah, couldn't, couldn't be more stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's really interesting um, how much, and not to like spoil my personal like ranking ahead of time or anything, but how much the scores didn't always like align. And I had a lot of scores too that also, um, 
like I had a lot of similar scores that I had to like differentiate between mm-hmm. at the end. So it'll be interesting to see how your guys shake out too. It, I think it'll comparison. be fun too, because I think, I think we were all in agreement, correct me if I'm wrong, that <laughs> for a good chunk of this season, we felt like it was weak. We felt like it, we were not enjoying it as much, not to say that we weren't enjoying like what we were doing, of course, but like the game quality overall, I think we were like, yeah. oh man, it's just not hitting the way some of those season one games felt. So I'm excited to see if that impression held up for everyone yeah. or mm-hmm. if it did end up salvaging itself. Yeah, even if yeah. we're not really liking the video game, we love to hate. That's our that's oh, our favorite yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> that's to do. our slogan, right? Yeah. yeah. Lots exactly. of game, love to hate. <laughs> love to hate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so we got we got a lot of great things uh coming up uh with season two and uh and season three too, which we'll be oh, announcing shortly. But uh for the time being, let's let's do a little wrap up and mm-hmm. um Jack, yes. uh, I believe you have something prepared for us yes. here. So just before we dive in um to the ranking of what we're all gonna do and go around and say which was our number ten game or number nine game, etc., just for a refresher for those of you playing the home game. These were our 10 games in the order that we played them for this season, beginning with our extended play or long play game. So um, for those of you uh, who may have forgotten, our season two game list includes Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Yes, applause, matter of applause. Deathloop, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, <laughs> Metroid <laughs> Dread. No more coming out. <laughs> Metroid Dread. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Disco Elysium, Stray, and The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So you may have to rewind the video real quick and listen to those again <laughs> as we go into it, but um, or the podcast, I guess. But um, yeah, so do we want to start with number 10 and yeah, go around let's, the table? Yeah, let's go uh, around the table and say what's... what's uh, uh, our our number ten game. Do we want to uh, like zigzag back and forth? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Just let's start. each level, we can just start with someone new. Yeah, just go right. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm starting with number uh, yeah, ten. Go, go for it. it. Yeah. Okay, it may be surprising to say, but um, for me, number um, ten for me actually will be um, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Yeah. Um, I really put this game there because it really, even though we can talk about um, Majora a little bit more and like how that one ended up not being like a finish for me. Um, Lego Star Wars, I I played 20% of this game. There were time constraints. If you listen to that episode, I talk a little bit about how I I would have finished it. There were just time constraints, issues with my schedule, et cetera. And I felt pretty confident in ranking it. And because of the do not finish element and the fact that I just don't think it was that great and it's like pretty innocuous of a game, I just sort of default putting it at the bottom at number 10 for Lego Star Wars. Um, should I say anything else about um, like why and like what my review is or anything? If, if you want, yeah. and that's basically it. It just it really kind of falls there by default. I will say that I agree with a lot of what we talked about on that episode, which is that it's like a little lazy at times. I would say it's probably if it, if there's one ranking, I think I would amend. I would maybe give this a two point five in retrospect. Mm. I feel fine giving it a three. Well, you gave it. A I gave it a three. Oh yeah, I should have said I, I gave it a three out of five. I really gave it a three out of five because I was like had no impression. You know, it was just so painfully average and just, like, didn't make a fold on my brain at all. (laughs) But maybe I would go back and give it a 2.5, which is one of my lower ratings of the season. So that's where it falls. All right. Uh, At number 10 for me, with my lowest lad score of the entire season uh, being a 2 out of 5, I am going with Metroid Dread. 
uh, dreadful experience. I it was the only game this season that I was like actively upset while playing yeah. a good chunk of it. Um, as you might recall from our podcast episode, actually that was the one podcast that was only on our YouTube channel. So you might not recall, but what I uh, had mentioned on that was that um, I had the longest play time out of all of us for that game. So it's not an issue of me not giving it, giving it a fair shake. Um, but ultimately that game's controls mm-hmm. just pushed and broke the Switch's limits. Um, I felt like it was needlessly a gauntlet of just boring, repetitive, and difficult fights. Um, And uh, ultimately was a game that just made me feel really sad while (laughs) playing it. I don't think that it's an issue of effort. Like, I'm not trying to say that Nintendo phoned it in. They clearly had a very, uh, like, unique vision for that game. And I I do commend them for it. Um, But I believe that you should be able to play a video game if you want to play it. And this could not be played. Uh, so yeah, Metroid Dread, uh, man, I did not like that game. Made me upset and bottom of the entire season for me. And that was yours too, Robert, right? Number yeah. 10. <laughs> number 10. Uh, no. Um, number 10. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, we'll wait, I'll wait till my Metroid ranking to do a little uh, oh, combat. Oh, boy. Um, oh, man. All right. Uh, number, 10, number 10 for me, also Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Sokka. Uh, Saga. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, just like really boring for me. Um, like, like, I like the humor of the game, but I just thought it was really lazy. It was such a chore to play. Like, big, um, I, I almost like fully regret, and I really wish I almost like didn't end up like playing it. I feel like would have been like the better move, you know, to like quit yeah. halfway through, but made it through it. But yeah, it just didn't work for me. Uh, Love the humor, but just the gameplay I felt was like really lazy, and especially for a game that felt like it was trying to present itself as like the ultimate Lego Star Wars yeah. experience. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like the final one. Uh, I initially gave it a two. Um, that would hold maybe even lower, wow. but for now I'll keep it out of two uh in fact this was the only one where mid podcast i shifted my rating i I shifted it lower so um yeah bad bad experience overall just so we can get a sense of where our floor is this season like are we talking for all three of us with these games that these were regrets like wish we didn't play actively dislike like are these all descriptives yeah i mean i think i mentioned with lego star wars i was that was probably the only one on this list that i was kind of not like, I don't want to be like, I told you so, but it was very, I was definitely feeling like, I don't know. I feel like we could maybe could have slotted something else yeah, in there. I, I push for this one big time. I, I mean, really... no, I'm, I'm not trying to like be like, how dare you? No, totally, into totally. It. I, but that, I remember when we were selecting the games that came up and I was like, I don't know if I'm even that interested in playing that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And that really came into effect with this too. Yeah. Is like, I just like, oh man, I had a bad feeling for me personally of playing that game, like that I wasn't going to enjoy it. And then it was like, to be proven right, it was just like, ugh. Yeah. If, if we're tearing this like bad, good, and great, like yeah. I think we're all collectively in the bad tier with with each of these games. These are like, we're like, these are bad games. Yeah. Fuck this. See, you know? Season two had some low lows for Which, sure I, I mean i think it's more interesting if there's again we we're talking about the scale of rankings and it's like how varied a lot of them yeah. are in this yeah. season it's interesting uh cool uh so let's move on to number nine right do you want to start yeah yeah sure so um still in the games of the season that i would consider a bad experience uh for one reason or another uh with my second lowest ranking of the season at a 2.5 so far still going in order with the rankings um i will slot in everyone's favorite 
Lego Star Wars and the mm. Skywalker Saga. So I just mentioned, like, I did push for this game a lot. I loved the original Lego Star Wars games, had a lot of fond memories. This one, um, maybe the most disappointed I was in, uh, I had for it, or uh, the most disappointed I felt playing a game this season, because I really had high expectations. I thought it looked beautiful. Every time I saw gameplay, yeah. Of Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, I was like, oh man, this it is, is really like, graphically stunning. It's graphically stunning. Um, and I, I was like, dang, this is gonna be exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, that was like right after a series of like pretty heavy games that we played. And so I was thinking that this was gonna just be the fun romp through plastic land that I needed. Um, and ultimately, I think like the worst thing I can say about this game is that I wish I just replayed the like 2006. Lego Star Wars on the Wii, right. um, yeah. which is like never the feeling you want to get when you're like, okay, here's the ultimate edition, new skin, new, you know, flashy graphics and all that. Uh, and I think that the original, like 15 years earlier, was easily better. Um, it was really funny though. And I, I think the big distinction between me and you guys is I don't think it was lazily put together. Mm. I think they put effort in. I just think they missed the mark. Just bad effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. They just didn't do a good job. But <laughs> but I don't think it was like a, a cash grab, sure. which I think might be different from you guys. Uh, yeah, I would definitely call it a cash grab. Okay. Sure. Yeah, fair. Uh, number nine for me uh, is Deathloop. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, that's I, surprising. Uh, not for me. Uh, I, I just yeah. was, I was wow. thinking yeah. there were going to be others in there before. No, Deathloop. and it's yeah. actually my second lowest ranking. Uh, I gave Deathloop a two and a half. Oh. Um, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I wrote it down. There. I believe you. I just I for some reason now I I'm had like, that now it's much like, more middle of the road in my now head. I'm like mm. doubting myself. No, no, no. Yeah, those are yeah. I gave it a two and a half. Um, I aesthetic of the game mm -hmm. perfect. Like really loved that. Um, I just felt like the 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 gameplay itself was never super engaging it felt like it had a bunch of stuff that didn't need to be utilized which mm -hmm. i always think is like a really bad critique of a game which like they throw all this stuff in but you really only need to use like one gun kind of thing mm -hmm. the story ended i think really poorly uh this perception of a game that was like supposed to like have a bunch of different options and a ways to approach thing ultimately as we all found out and talked about on our our uh, podcast episode mm -hmm. do we have a podcast episode about this no. Oh my gosh, this should we pre, not? This was pre-pod? Yeah, we didn't do one for Deathloop or Kena. Yeah. Or Kena. Oh wow, right. but we did for... Oh yeah, because Metroid was straight in. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. Yeah, you're Metroid right. was wow. the first one, but it only it never got up on like right. this. That's true. You know? It'll go Very interesting. It'll go eventually, uh, but yeah. But yeah, so pre-pod, but if we were on the podcast <laughs> talking about this, I likely would have said something to the effect of like, it, it's, it's really... It's unfortunate that the game has presented itself in a way that has a lot of different ways to go, but was just sort of like, oh, here's the path you need to take. And I always think that's like really lazy. Mm -hmm. um, I also like, I, I, as we continued on, I thought less of the game the further away I got away yeah. from it and then I just stopped thinking about it all together which I think is a sign of like Fair. a really bad game so for mm -hmm. me uh, Deathloop at 9 and 2.5 and I don't think I would adjust that rating mm -hmm. at all yeah um, well this is probably no surprise number 9 for me is Metroid Dread um, this is actually technically my lowest rating of the season at 2 out of 5 um, similar to Jimmy had a lot of issues with the gameplay I thought was really unforgiving very unfun um needlessly hard i really think that difficulty is a terrible metric by which to design a game if you're ever asking yourself should this game be harder should it be easier i just think you've gone wrong somewhere and um yeah i thought also for the record i think metroid dread is like 
one of the worst stories that I've ever played in a game. I really thought it was like very cobbled together and like not well executed, but was like really operating under the guise of being like, you, this is amazing. This story is like so fleshed out and like trying to compete with like a triple A, whatever. Um, and, and I just thought that because of all of that, it just really brought down the whole, it was not fun to play. And there was no, there were no other elements outside of the gameplay that were drawing me in like a story. So that's ultimately where that comes in. Um, I don't really have too much else to say about it. I, you know, I just really thought it was not a fun game to play. And that has to, I would say there's a lot of um, objective merits to that game that don't work for me. And a lot of that rating in all fairness is very subjective to my experience, but I do think there's enough objective flaws, mostly I would say with the difficulty in the story that bring that down to a two out of five for me. Are we still in collectively the bad tier? We are in stinker Mm -hmm. town. I would say absolutely. Stinker town population, population three games. Three. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Uh, cool. Uh, so for number eight, Mm um, uh, uh, I'll go first here. Yeah. Um, also, real quick before you jump into this, I realized because we just pointed out that Kana, Deathloop, and uh, Metroid were the ones that weren't ever didn't have dedicated podcast episodes. Metroid, you can find it on YouTube. Um, those ones, feel free to expand on those more because we haven't talked about it at sure, all sure, like, yeah. on the pod or anything. So, um, cool. So number eight for me, um, we have Majora's Mask, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, and I'll say that like. I'm going to talk about games after this game in my list that I think are probably better games from like as objective of a mm-hmm. standpoint as I can possibly be. Majora's Mask is widely considered to be one of like the best video games of all time. And I think it definitely has those merits. The reason why it slots so low for me on this list is uh, as we talked or as I talked about on the, the Majora's Mask podcast, uh, Zelda games are just I don't think they're for me. Most games, I just think they don't work for me the way that they're structured with the exception of maybe Breath of the Wild. Uh, just not my type of game. So I think it has a lot more merit than I'm putting it in terms of like eighth out of 10 here, but just from a purely subjective standpoint, I just didn't have a ton of fun playing it. Uh, I gave it a three uh, rating. It's still in line with my, you know, from correct order here in terms of like rating. Um, But uh, it it just didn't hit the mark for me. Is that in Stinker Town for you? No, I think we're, I think for me, I'm now moving into like, it was okay. Yeah, like, okay, it was okay. good. And I think part of that, because I really, really enjoyed the story of Majora's Mask, it was just like the gameplay that sure, were really bad. Yeah. Everything prior to this for me has been bad on all fronts. Great. Um, well, so far, Robert and I are lining up because eight for me is Majora's Mask wow. as well. Um, wow. I would classify, the only difference here is that I would still classify this as Stinkertown, to use the technical term. Yes. Um, I So with Lego Star Wars actually is the only one, and I, I can say this now, actually, it doesn't really matter. Lego Star Wars is the only one that goes out of ranking order for me by putting that at 10 for me. Mm-hmm. So from here on out, we're in order of how I rank them. Majora's Mask is my second lowest rating this season at 2.5 out of 5 lads. Excuse me. Um... Yeah, I just, I love the Legend of Zelda franchise conversely to what Robert is saying. And yet I arrived at the same conclusion because I felt like this game did not deliver on what I have come to know from a Zelda game. And that's partially on purpose because a lot of people talk about how Majora's Mask is very different and very much um, subversive to a lot of tonal elements that you find in Zelda games. You know, it's a lot darker. There's sort of this like apocalyptic element running under it, etc. 
And um, it just, all those differences did not work for me. And on a more objective level outside of just the way that it diverts from the Legend of Zelda franchise, the things that were the same, like the dungeons and the puzzles, um, didn't work for me because I felt that they were poor puzzle designs. You know, they just objectively did not fit what I would constitute as well-designed riddles, puzzles, mysteries, what have you. They just feel tedious and repetitive and fetch questy and a little lazy and not super intriguing. And it doesn't really, it didn't like excite me in the way that most Zelda puzzles do. Um, so yeah, for all those reasons, I would put it at 2.5 out of 5. I think the real distinction too here is that with uh, the lad language in 2.5 for Majora's Mask specifically, um, it says in that language, um, I might have seen what the developers were going for, but I think they missed the mark. And I really do see what they were trying to do with this game. And I I just think, like, I, I have a lot of benefit of the doubt for their intention and their design. I just think that for a plethora of reasons that I just said, it just was off the mark for me. You know, dart at the board, hit the wall. Mm. So yeah, Majora's Mask in the eighth slot, 2.5 out of 5. Cool. So for eight for me, um, and still my my last game that I would say overall left a bad impression here, uh, still following my score, my lad rankings at three. Um, so I guess technically based on our language, three is not... A Terrible, terrible point, but at any rate, Kana, Bridge of Spirits for me. Um, I, I think there's not much to say other than I don't really remember a lot about this game. I think that they put a ton of effort into the visuals, which definitely look good, but I think that they forgot to make a video game <laughs> and made like kind of a movie instead. Um, it, you know, it's tough to like crap on this one too much because like I do think that Ember Labs like put a lot of effort into it and I feel bad because it might be the only time we've ever had a developer confirmed look at our stuff yeah. and it was one that all of us collectively were like kind of lukewarm on and uh, some of us myself to be specific like went in on a little bit <laughs> so that kind of blows because that would have been a cool relationship to have but um yeah i don't know can i just like gotten free copies yeah, something. Yeah, it wasn't for you. You. if you're listening we're sorry listen i have integrity and i gotta go with my heart wow. i think that kana just like it just wasn't fun to play um i'm remembering too like the the way that it felt moving kana as a character around wasn't great it had a skill tree right it did. Shit sucked. Oh god! I don't it was not good. It was a bad skill tree. Um, I think in this day and age, like skill trees are so easy to put together. Like every action adventure game has like a skill tree, and I think that this one was like just totally boring. Like, oh, you unlocked like heavy hit or something. It really is like proof that like you don't need to slap on a skill tree if there's not like a real reason for it. Yeah. So yeah, just didn't do it for me. Um, I think you know is uh, uh, an effort was made. I don't think it was a great effort. I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Like, I think that they they definitely, like, should keep making games. I don't mean to suggest that Ember Lab is, like, is terrible. They're, they're going to be fine. Kana just wasn't it for me. Yeah, anyway, bring Ember Lab's head out on a pike, I guess. Yeah, it's Jimmy's specifically the only developer we're calling out. Oh, my God. No, I, I just... No, no, it's okay. Little, little, this, I'll come. Sorry. To the, I'm gonna come to their events in a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're they're fine. Like, I, I don't think it was like terrible, I mean, but I, don't I think, think it they, just 
they just missed it with this. They film. haven't made enough to make a, a statement about, I think, the developer. You know, yeah, it's, it's more it's just only like game, right? It's, it's yeah. only just like the game itself. Of course. Um, yeah. uh, cool. So I think now we're uh, on number seven, which would be you starting. Oh, out. yes. Okay. Well, there's perfect transition because number seven for me is Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Great. Um, we are officially for me out of Stinker Town. Mm. Yeah. I would definitely classify this as a like more middle of the road game for me. Um, again, keeping with the rankings, this is a three out of five for me. Um, I, I, you know, it's interesting, this game. I, I think that it is, there are moments that I remember having fun with. And I actually did think the story had some sweet moments. Um, you know, it, it, it is very clearly cinematic driven, you know, um, based on their short that they did, which is amazing, which I watched before we played Majora's Mask, um, the terrible fate. Uh, yeah, they just for to be to clarify, they, yes. they made a short uh, about Majora's Mask, ironically. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is an amazing short. It's really well done. And all of that artistry really came through for me in Kena. Really, my gripe with it is that just some of the gameplay is a little tedious and a little difficult. Some of the mechanics not great. This one, it really falls into this like, God, it just like really didn't leave a huge impression on me one way or another. You know, it really yeah. kind of washed over me and finished it and then kind of never thought about it again, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I, as I said in my, I believe it was in my DLC about this. I think I said that, you know, this is a great proof of concept for their next one. Mm -hmm. And I really can't wait to see what they do after having had one game under their belt. I just think that now they're much more poised to make something that I think I would really enjoy. And um, I, there's a lot going on in Kena that might not be great, but hints at potential. Mm. Um, and for that reason, I, I would say, yeah, just like truly average. I, I don't have bear any ill will towards it, but three out of five, seventh place, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Great. At seventh for me, uh, and also as with Jack here, uh, first one out of Stinkertown and into kind of middle of the road territory here. Uh, and the first game that is going to defy my ranking a little bit, mm. coming in at a 3.5, um, I will place Majora's Mask. Um, I, uh, to me, a very boring take because I went into this game thinking like, you know, sometimes these older retro games are going to be... Um, a little tough to go back to. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, on whatever, however you want to put it, that's exactly what my impression was. Like, it was a bit of a tough play because it is rough around the edges these days. We'll say, if anything, I was a little disappointed. Like, if I had to move off my original impression, um, I think, like, Majora's Mask, I, I believe Jack mentioned this, has almost, like, a cult-like following to it. It's like... <laughs> All right, very specific reference here to my Weezer fans out there. Whoa. Like Majora's Mask is like the Pinkerton of their catalog, where um, <laughs> it, it's like it's it's a, a specific group of that fandom really goes in on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and I was a little bummed that I didn't quite get that same uh, feel for Majora's Mask. Uh, loved the time mechanic, and I thought that the time mechanic actually worked great. Um, felt like the story let me down, uh, and when there was a moment that I didn't like the story because the game is so rough around the edges because it's old, it just completely lost momentum for me, uh, and it took me a second to finish. Like um, it was, it was a tough one to to get around to. So yeah, three point five, uh, middle of the road with a slight hint of disappointment. Majora's Mask. Cool. 
Uh, number seven for me uh, in in toe step with Jack so far. Uh, I got Kana Bridges Spirit. Yeah, I got high. Hello. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. All season, like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> just literally the end, knives like, to the throat. <laughs> like, take that back. <laughs> um, yeah, Kana. You know, again. I feel like almost kind of bad putting it above Majora because it's so clearly inspired by that game. They <laughs> yeah. made the short about the game. Right. I think that Majora is probably like an, you know, quote unquote, like objectively better game in whatever way you might like qualify that, especially in terms of like its impact on like the gaming industry and games and art as a whole. Mm -hmm. But Kana for me, um, it was, I actually had a really good time playing it. And I think this was one of the games that I would like, was almost going to put it a little bit higher, but just kind of backed off at the end. Um, fun gameplay it's just like kind of the game that i really enjoy in terms of like puzzles being really easy and just sort of like a fun environment i love the music i love the feel oh, of it yeah. it, it the has soundtrack like soundtrack of that game is really good soundtrack is great it has a lot of like especially as you unlock stuff it gets like really fun to play i just think that like to our points here kana like should have it almost felt like it was trying to be a movie you know and they <laughs> mm -hmm. added gameplay yeah. in afterwards that they just pulled from other stuff so it was not really like overly inspired to me it was just like fun vibes i'm i think fondly on it it left a good sort of like taste in my mouth so to speak but it just didn't have anything really special to show for it uh and so for that i put it at seven i gave it a three I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. I'm, I'm in theory I could bump it a little bit higher, but it would not be you know overly dramatic change. Um, so that'll be seven for me. Did Kana? Because uh, I know you explained on the Majora's Mass podcast that you uh, have an issue with how Zelda um, is kind of like puzzle puzzle based, and it's basically like you are controlling a character going from puzzle to puzzle, to puzzle, to puzzle. Mm -hmm. Did you have the same feeling with Kana? Because Kana, like, to me, as I was thinking about it the whole time, I'm like, I'd rather just be playing Zelda, which does this same thing better. Did it, you have that it same It didn't friend? feel like that to me. It felt a little bit more like kind of point A to point B, like you're yeah. going to a certain place and on the way there's obstacles that feel like puzzles, you mm -hmm. know? I actually think Kana is also much more combat focused than Zelda. A hundred percent, yeah. You know, there's a lot, those bosses are tough, you know? They're yeah. not, um... And the move set is much more varied than a Zelda game where in a Zelda game, you know, you have your sword and then you have some items that can sometimes be used as weapons, like the yeah. bow, you know, yeah. but it's like you're fighting with a sword and shield. Two, whereas Kana, there's the bow, there's uh, the... Where's my ball and chain fans out there? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to the credit, obviously, to the credit of Majora's Mask, if it needs any fucking credit. But like, <laughs> this like, little indie developer Nintendo but, really needs our help. But like, mm. I think this is one place where... Um, the um, age of the game is impacting more than like the, you know, developer necessarily. Like the way that you can shift through objects and weapons and stuff in Kana is yeah. a million times easier, but that's just because of like where the technology and like right. where we have. So well, like, they're also designing the game with, you know, these combat systems in mind where it's like you can press multiple triggers to do a special attack, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Zelda, they don't even, even in the modern games, they don't really do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like if you look at something like Wind Waker, the, the fanciest thing that you get in terms of combat is that like quick time A, 
mm-hmm. where you can press it if you if you wait for an enemy to attack you at the right time, the A button kind of lights up and you yeah. press it and you do the roll. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's the fanciest you can get. Mm-hmm. You know, and with Kana, there's like strong attacks, light attacks, special moves, yeah. power-ups, a right. magic meter. And I'm I'm a bit like not as well versed in like the Zelda games, but yeah. like some of my favorite stuff with Breath of the Wild is you see those crazy clips of people yeah. like doing these insane combos mm-hmm. that happen in slow-mo or whatever. Yeah. All that kind of stuff that is like so much fun and something I really enjoyed, but could not have been possible like when Majora's Mask came out. So not sorry to like do comparisons, but it's pretty easy. No, I was asking question. I was it's curious. An interesting question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's, what's funny about what you're saying though about Breath of the Wild is that those types of moves are only by people kind of figuring out how to like not break the game, but like kind of, yeah, it kind of. And just I, it's again, even Breath of the Wild, the move set is the fanciest you can get is the is the bullet time. Right. Mm, the right. combat systems in Zelda games are always just way simpler than something like Kano. Yeah. Cool. So we're we're at six now. I yeah. believe we're ranking all our six rankings here. All right. Yeah. Right in so, the middle here. Um, right in the middle. And uh, my second and now last stop in uh, the middle of the road territory here. And the first game that goes against my ratings, this one is a three. So uh, on, on lad rating alone, this is lower than Majora's Mask, but I'm placing it higher on this list. Really excited to say... Deathloop is at six here. Uh, basically, the opposite that feeling that you had, Robert, in that Deathloop aged better for me as I went away from it. I think like we started the season with Deathloop. Deathloop obviously was like critically acclaimed and you know got a lot of hype. And I think all of us came out of that thinking like, wow, that was really undeserved. It was definitely didn't live up to the hype. But I think especially as the season went on and in the beginning where we were playing a lot of games that weren't I wasn't feeling, I kept thinking like, oh, you know, Deathloop wasn't so bad. Um, I agree that the story kind of fell flat at the end. Um, however, I think that the story was really benefited by an extremely charismatic protagonist uh, in Colt. Um, I really liked him. I thought the voice acting was incredible, frankly. Um, I think that the environment and aesthetic of that game was super unique uh, and stands out and was memorable. Um, and ultimately, Games are meant to be played as games, and I think the gameplay was pretty darn fun in Deathloop. I could imagine, well, let me say, like, if I sat down right now and said, hey, you got to play through, like, a level of Deathloop and get from one side of map to the, to the other, like, I would do that, and I'd probably have a lot of fun, like, running around shooting people and, and stuff. So Deathloop was fun. Um, I don't know if I'd ever play it again, but I wouldn't rule it out completely. What was your rating for Deathloop? I give it a three. And if there's any game on this list that I would consider changing a rating, it would be Deathloop up to a 3.5. Having said that, I'll keep the three. I don't feel that strongly, yeah. but you know, the closest I would get to changing a score would be Deathloop, and it would be probably in the more positive direction. Are you still in step with your ratings? Like no, ratings that no yeah. So off. you're not. Yeah, okay. so I said at the- yours is a 3.5? Exactly, I yeah. said at the top of this that uh, uh, Deathloop is the first and only example of me going out of order here. Majora technically ranked higher, but I'm putting Deathloop a little bit higher in terms yeah. of my overall impression. Poor Majora, it was just made in 2000. It's just <laughs> crunchy. But uh, yeah, really, Deathloop at six. Refer back to the Majora's episode where I talk about how I don't think crunchiness matters as much in that game but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i i would agree i also made that point in the podcast episode mm-hmm. as well yeah um cool <laughs> um so number six for me um uh, i'll say that my six and five interchangeable pretty much about as close to even as i can possibly imagine uh but just for the purposes because i'm making a rank in here <laughs> at number six i'm gonna put stray um stray 
Stray is like yeah. Here's where we get into danger zone. Wow, <laughs> danger Stray, territory. Wow. Audience jaw hit the floor for me. I wow. Think, I think you you'll only be surprised knowing that I said that six and five are interchangeable. I think only one of them you'll be surprised, or only one of them that I have up next is going to be okay. I can. See I mean, I guess me. I don't. know. I can see where you're going with that. Um. So so yeah. So Stray Stray a really good time. Uh, great aesthetic, great story, pretty fun to play. You know, I think I'm going to, like, as opposed to, I think, both of you, I think I'm going to forget about this game a lot sooner than I thought I was going to. Uh, I played it a few times. I thought it was good. It's, if we're, like, tearing it a little, I still think I'm probably in the, like, good territory versus, like, the great territory for yeah. me. But, like, mm -hmm. at the very top of that. Top of the road, middle of the pack. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, um, yeah, really fun. Uh, I was... Like very happy that a game so small had such a big splash in the community, and every time I would rather have a small fun game like this than you know something like bigger and grander yeah. or whatever. But um, just I mean yeah, just kind of middle of the road for me at, num at number six. Sure. Oh, and I gave it a, a four um, ranking. Uh, I think. Honestly, I could be swayed to 3.5, but I'm not not enough that I would like make any sort of like big change to it. Sure. Hmm. Um. Yeah. The, again, this is where we get into danger territory <laughs> for all of us. I think I know. What all that say. agreeing was just rubbing you the wrong way. Well, so. I'm glad that we had a, a good streak there. <laughs> to, now, to now we now we enter Thunderdome. Um. <laughs> yeah. Number six for me is uh, Kirby and the Forgotten yeah. Land. Ooh. Um, so I ranked this originally as three out of five. It was probably the biggest tonal dissonance for me anyway in an episode where I feel like, because we also had Shelby on that episode and all three of you guys really, really ranked it highly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, not feeling very it. meh on that game. Um, yeah, I mean, it really sucks. I just, I, I don't think there's anything wrong per se with that game. You know, obviously in the episode, I talk about the repetitiveness a little bit and just that it's like a little light on I don't know it's just like a little too fluffy um for me personally and the gameplay not being repetitive also made me focus on how fluffy the plot and everything is and like the vibe or whatever I don't know I don't have a ton to say about it I just talk about for me like so so average you know so just middle of the road Do doesn't leave a huge impression on me either um I don't fault anybody. I don't think there's any malicious intent going on for the developers. It just really is like, I don't know. I just think that um, there are examples of uh, 3D platformers that I've played in my time that even though it's not my, um, you know, the top of my list when it comes to video game genres, like there are ones that I'm like, oh, I have a really fun, like I love the Crash Bandicoot games. I love the Mario games. And this one just did not work for me in, in a plethora of ways. And while I would never call it a bad game, I would definitely not waste any time complimenting it. Yeah, you're, you're still in your mid-tier. This is definitely, we're really getting into that like middle, 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 where it's just yeah. like we're in a couple, I would say Kirby and Kana are really the two this season that I just, they kind of land in the middle by virtue of having almost no impression on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and Kirby and the Forgotten Game? Basically, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, like that one, but not Majora's Miss. Well, Mark. I didn't laugh. I just understood it and acknowledged that I understood it. <laughs> that one, that, that at least took like less of a leap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. <laughs> It'll be cool. okay. Um, Lego Star Wars would be in that camp too, but by virtue of did not 
finish yeah. put at the bottom. So, yep. Uh, Curbing the Forgotten Land, sixth slot, three out of five. Cool. So now we're in five. We're in top mm-hmm. five territory top for five. everyone. Um, so mm-hmm. go all... take a break. Go get to the, go to the bathroom, everybody. Come back for the top five. Come back for the top five here. I'll kick this off, yep. the top five. Um, I'm going with Kirby uh, oh. in the Forgotten Land. So okay. we're still like in step here. Okay. We're... Okay. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing drastic, Jack. Yeah. I'm putting Kirby here. Again, I could swap this with Stray probably at any point and I would be totally fine with. I think are very similar, my feelings about these games. Um, I put it a little bit higher just because I feel like this is my shit in terms of like yeah. timed kind of games I really like. Like I'm a big sucker for like the 3D and, and 2.5D like platformers. You know, I love love Crash Bandicoot, love Kirby, love Spyro, love Mario. So this, so this kind of stuff like really, really works for me. Not Spyro, Spyro's not bad. Um, but... Um, yeah, so it really count as a 3D platformer. No, uh, right. It, it's I think this is a little bit more like level driven spirals. Mm. Oh, sure. Same um, tone for sure, though. They have le- like a game, a, a platformer that has levels. You know, yeah, specifically. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. So, so yeah. Um, uh, let's actually talk about that for a bit. Why is spiral? Oh god. Um, so, so yeah. So Kirby, I, I put it. I gave it a four rating. I would totally stick with that rating. I had a really fun time playing that. The soundtrack uh, goes. Hard, yes, <laughs> so hard. No business being that good. Go listen to that ice level soundtrack. Yeah, guys. I listened to it. Uh, I don't know if I'd like play it again in retrospect, like or maybe, but I had a really good time. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was. It's a really great direction for the franchise as a whole. Uh, I'd love to see what they have going on next, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe just in like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe just in like 20, 30 years. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, that's, so that's uh, that's number five, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Cool. Um, yeah, so number five for me um, is Deathloop. Um, very similar to what you said, Jimmy. It really grew on me as the season went on. We played this very early in the season, and we were kind of all very lukewarm on it, and that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But as we started playing more, and I was looking back on Deathloop, I was like, actually, I had a really fun time playing that game. And most of my issues with that game were actually the story and just the way that I thought the way that that game ends narratively is like really weird and very unsatisfying. And then also to your point, Robert, um, really hate the fact that there's only one solution. Yeah. You know, it really is promising you this like the freedom of choice and like the way to you've got to puzzle it out on your own, like how to kill all these targets in one day and how to, you know, break the loop is like the whole selling point of the marketing and everything. And it's very disappointing that it, it it just ends up being very linear. So that definitely loses a lot of points for me. This one is probably the only other one that maybe I would revise my rating and put it at 3.5 instead of what I gave it, which is a 3 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would actually be very much in step with where I've placed it in the rankings because Kirby and Kana are 3s. And then the next game that I have is obviously higher than a 3.5. So... It feels kind of like, yeah, that is actually where I am on that game. It's like, it is the middle of the road, but just like, you know, slightly better than average. Um, I really think that um, the gameplay is really fun, like with the magic powers, like the, you know, the teleporting and the like flipping around. Yeah. The map is really cool and the way that you can use um, the like connecting the people targets to like kill an NPC. And, yeah. That kind of thing. I, I, there's a lot of creativity going on there. I, I wish that um, they just put a slightly finer polish on some of the narrative elements and, and what we mentioned about um, being overly linear. Linear, But um, yeah, Deathloop, three out of five, um, fifth place. Great. 
for fifth for me, uh, and we are officially in uh, the good good game territory. Um, and I, in fact, good would be the exact word I would use for this game. A very good game uh, ranking uh, or getting a rating of four out of five is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, I'll keep this one short. Uh, I loved my time with this game. It was kind of what I wanted Lego Star Wars to be in the sense that it was like a nice, like, you know, no heavy emotions, no deep thought, just fun time. And it actually was fun the entire time. Agree with Robert, the soundtrack, incredible. I mean, I think that's like Nintendo standard, Yeah. Uh, yeah. but they killed it with it. Um, the, the big thing that I'll say is that I was surprised with the depth that this game had, um, the depth in their like, um, not really skills, but in the different power-ups you could get, the fact that you could upgrade them uh, two, and in some cases three, and in some cases four. Yeah. I think the, one of them has a four upgrade chain. That was really surprising and actually kept, for me, unlike you, Jack, actually kept the game feeling not repetitive because mm. I felt like I kept getting a new upgrade every so often. Um, and then finally, too, it just made me a Kirby fan again. Mm. I uh, grew up playing Nightmare in, in Dreamland on the Game Boy. Um, I'm not like a deep, deep, Kirby fan or anything like that, but I feel like this game reintroduced me into the franchise. Totally looking forward to the next mainstream Kirby game. Um, I, I'm down to say I'll have two Kirby games, uh, a system lifespan, not one every seven years, uh, like you said, Rob. But yeah, Kirby was a was a very good game. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Positive, positive, positive. Cool. Uh, so now we're moving into fourth place wow. territory. We are, we're getting up there. <laughs> Who just missed the podium? That's because the top three is podium finish. So oh, this oh, is going to be the yeah, one that just this, missed out. This is the uh, always the bridesmaid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll start off. Is it me? Yeah. I'm sure. at four? I think it's me. Oh, I think it's, it's you. you. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So um, my rating is probably going to be start to become, my ranking rather is probably going to start becoming painfully obvious here. But mm -hmm. um, that's okay. I'm still valid and enough. <laughs> and uh, then, then fourth place, I have Disco Elysium with a four out of five. Um, yeah, really loved this game. I mean, uh, the journey for me this season with like being like, I, we're playing all these games that feel really frivolous and light. And, and I'm not saying that that is inherently bad, but it just felt like we were back to back to back on a lot of games where it was like, oh, this is very like, I just want something a little more uh, artistically deep. Weighty. Something yeah, something that throws its weight around a little bit more. And Disco really gave me that. And I'm really grateful for that. And I think there's so many amazing narrative moments in that game that just will stand out forever for me. Um, it, it really misses the podium just because of a lot of what we talked about in that episode where the systems at play and what the game promises you you will be able to do in the role play of this character is just not fulfilled. You know, it's like it sort of fe always feels in that game like it's promising you that like you will be able to create your own version of this character and like your choices matter. And it just ultimately that game even though I'm sure there are many, 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 many paths that I missed, felt weirdly linear by the end and felt a little rigid and a little stiff for an RPG. Um, or rather, I should say, an RPG that's like choice-based, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I, I have more good things to say about it for that, but by virtue of putting it in fourth place, I really feel like it's worth highlighting that it's like just there were enough elements of that game that just made it just shy of being like, wow, that was like incredible. You know, instead I find myself feeling very much like, yeah, that was a really good game, but lots of shortcomings. Also uh, should say now I would officially be out of average, 
you know, Ville, as it were. We got Stickertown and Averageville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now now we're in like good game top tier category still. So I would mm-hmm. not rank this among things like Deathloop and Kirby where I was like, oh, it's so average, you know. This is a good game that just missed the mark in yeah. some bigger ways for me. How? Yeah. Uh, at four, uh, I totally feel you, Jack. I got Disco Elysium. Hey! Uh, Disco Elysium is, for me, uh, Kirby's a good game. Disco's a great game. Um, it it's a great game. It really screws up in a lot of ways. Um, I think that there's a, a number of things. In fact, let me just say I co-sign everything Jack said <laughs> about like the what it promises versus what it delivers. Um, really had issues with like the um, the fact that like there in, in some of the most impactful and climactic moments, there was only one way to do the moment, uh, and if you failed that with their patented dice roll check system. Um, Rather than having a new branch pop up or a new path to go down, you just kind of had to do that again, which that really bothered me. But um, put the bad stuff aside for a second. Most unique game I have played in years from a gameplay standpoint, from a story standpoint, from an artistic standpoint, from a music standpoint. I mean, it is just, you cannot get this game anywhere else it's one of a kind one of a kind i loved kirby i can get kirby in 15 different ways okay that's <laughs> what oh, is with kirby? <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Why, you, why must i sexualize kirby Kirk, i have no body is I, I can just lose this yeah. <laughs> like i can get kirby <laughs> left ways down ways <laughs> all night long like <laughs> kirby's no i'm not gonna say anymore because i'm gonna get myself in trouble but anyway kirby's great but disco is just so unique um and i think that that really elevates it um it, <laughs> jesus Christ. it's just so it just, just feels so right about kirby <laughs> it's just so funny that you without trying you bookended Kirby's body, the ultimate highlight of this season's podcast. Yeah, I man, I maybe I shouldn't play another Kirby again. <laughs> no, I mean you morning. can just don't drag me into it. <laughs> like, Be just, careful with Kirby. Yeah, just keep that in the home, you know, where it belongs. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, disco is such a one of a kind experience, um, and I love that for it. Um, probably the most like uh, like glued to my TV. Um, you know, I, I was for any game that we played uh, this season. Uh, really interesting. Uh, just misses out on the top three, but that's because it has really good competition. Cool. Uh, fourth place for me is uh, a lad's favorite of this season. I got Metroid Dread oh. at number four. Ooh, I yeah, was expecting so, that to take the podium. So this, so this is the this is the first time where my rating is going off step with okay. my ranking here. Um, I gave Metroid a five. Uh, maybe to both of yours, great joy. This is one that I would almost definitively say bump it down to a four point five. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, no, we got on mic. (laughs) No, you said it. Cut. I think it's like, (laughs) I think I would be fine keeping it where it is, but it's definitely the one this season that I feel the strongest about in terms of like, I had a lot of hype and enjoyment in the moment. And it is, as it is worn down, I think like, I still think really highly of it. Um, I think it is a perfect game for what it is trying to accomplish in a lot of ways. I think it was kind of like just what I needed. I'm a 
much bigger fan of these like platformers than both of you are, I think. And mm -hmm. so it really, really hit for me. I thought the unlike what you were saying, Jock, I thought the story was really, really engaging for me. I thought the gameplay was fun. I thought it was a level of difficulty I really enjoyed. Uh, but, you know, um, it, it just miss, missed the mark by nature of it like not seeking out to do as much as some of the games that I have ranked higher here uh, in my in my ultimate season ranking, but still an excellent, excellent game. Uh, we're now officially into my like great territory yeah. here um, with Metroid, but that will be my number four. Great. And now we're we're podium in podium time. territory. Yeah. Our bronze, our bronze finishers here. And I think mm. starting with uh with Jimmy, let's hear your number three game. A bronze medal to the bronze-haired warrior of Aloy, Horizon mm. Forbidden West. Uh was my first five lad of the season. It is a triple A title that fully deserves that designation. Um, really a a a masterpiece in a lot of ways. Gorgeous game. Um, I, I I really was very mixed on Zero Dawn. Um, I thought the story was phenomenal, but I did not enjoy. Like careful, like. yeah. No, story was phenomenal. Um, uh, and and I think perhaps in in ways tighter uh, and maybe a bit more interesting than the story of Forbidden West, but. Um, uh, but I didn't like playing that game that much. It was more of like a rite of passage. We're about to play the sequel, so uh, let me just get the Zero Dawn in real quick. Sure. Um, but yeah, Horizon Forbidden West is just an absolute force. Um, I uh, I think maybe the most um, like mixed five I give this season um, because I, I did have a lot of like critiques with it. Like notably, I um, for as in depth as this open world is, I really stuck to the main quest line. And I thought one of the big issues was that it does not encourage you to go off the quest line ever by the nature of the main story being so critical at all moments. Uh, it just didn't make sense to me to go collect frogs while the world was coming to like a- I, a, I think a, you missed the collect yeah, frog cycle. What a, a total <laughs> bastardization of the rich and, and uh, okay. uh, incredible <laughs> side quest that was presented. Sorry, not collect frogs. Let me go put up antennas at random mountains for this rando out in the desert. Okay, this better? rando out in the desert. Uh, you don't mean you mean queen? <laughs> my, my What's her name? I don't need to know. Is her oh, name, is, okay, her okay, name yeah, is my queen. Queen I Anonymous, I guess. You need to know her name. You need to know her story. You need I, to listen. <laughs> you need to listen to her name. Okay? Uh, anyway, I, with that being said, I think it's just a testament to the game because like, I, I didn't um, really dive that much into the additional content, but the main story is so, so strong. Um, and uh, yeah, it's our it's our AAA game of the season, and I think it was an absolute delight. Um I, I really felt something by the end of it and so excited, so excited for the third game when we get it in like five years or whatever. Um, but yeah, bronze medal for Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, we're officially in um, great, like superb territory for me. Cool. Number three for me, coming in hot, we have Animal Crossing New mm. Horizons. It's a, perhaps the um, toughest one to rate this season. Yeah, I mean, I we- I really thought we, we were all gonna agree on three, interesting. Anyway. I, I, really, um, I really thought um, 
about I feel I felt like it's it's almost kind of unfair to me to include this into these rankings because it's so it's like much more open ended than the other games. It feels like it kind of fits in a different like category, but like generally speaking, uh, I'm rating this three. And I could honestly probably swap it with Metroid 2 at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe less so than than like uh, uh, Stray and Kirby. But um, Animal Crossing, I think, you know, as we talked about on our podcast, does a lot of great things. Um, it has a lot of subjective merit. It has a lot of emotional connection. It has a lot of like lads connection for me. So almost impossible to give like sort of like an unbiased like opinion of a game like this for us. But I do think it's not like higher um, than than the other two that I have here, just because I feel like, again, similar to Metroid, the things that it's setting out to do for me are not as uh, intense as maybe like the other games, which is just purely like what <coughs> I enjoy more. Yeah. So it's it's my um, second and only five uh, of the season here uh, number three I think it's an incredible game uh, and so happy to put it on the third and so happy that uh, it is in my life great mm-hmm. uh, yeah well I accidentally spoiled my own for a sec here mm-hmm. but um, number three also Horizon Forbidden West for me nice. um, yeah this game is so good I think um, a lot of the times in these like AAA big open world games, like um, we haven't rated this on the podcast or anything, but like my experience with um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is one where I really am like, yeah, the gameplay is like fine. I just really love like the world and the story and the the general vibe of the whole thing is so fun. This is one that actually really ended up going the other way for me where I was like, wow, I am addicted to playing this game, like mm-hmm. finding the best weapon, hunting down machines and beasts and figuring out the best way to do it and doing the side quest, like the frog finding one, um, <laughs> which is so compelling. And yeah. the twist at the end of that is so good. Um, what's the name of the antenna quest? So uh, what's, anyway, what's, before... <laughs> what's, the, what's that queen's name? <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> also, Queen way, way to dismiss Frog Tholomew <laughs> from the side quest. Yes. The frog side quest. The frog side quest, well, yeah. so You guys act like there couldn't be a fine frog side quest in that I game. I don't think there could i, I really oh like come this, on make a potion out of frog's legs or something i really polished like i really <laughs> this is you're you're talking about zelda what games i am being gaslit right now I, this is i feel absurd. like the side quests were really in depth in that game which is the only yeah. reason why i take issue with the frog joke <laughs> it was because i'm just like i felt like they were really detailed and well thought out side quests i understand your your note about like how it's like it's hard to deviate off the main quest totally. at times. I'm just saying, I, I don't think that the side quests felt um, frivolous. I think in Horizon, yeah. not to like dive too much into it, but there's like a third category here where there's like, there are main quests, side quests, and like tertiary, like kind mm-hmm. of almost yeah. like mini games, like the, um, the gaunt, not gauntlet run. Yeah, the gauntlet oh, runs. Oh yeah, the gauntlet runs, mm-hmm. um, the like the relic, relic ruins. ruins yeah. Um, yeah. And and then the like the machine strike game yeah. and like the there's the ones where you the contracts where you collect machine parts yes. by killing people so I those are but those are I hear you in that those uh, definitely exist in the game but I think there's a 
a side quest that yeah. I hear what you're saying, like feels like it's maybe hard to deviate, but those I thought mm-hmm. were all like incredibly. And, like, and, and to be clear too, um, I, I do think that they're all good from what I've heard and for the ones that I did play. Like I'm not trying to say that they're bad and that's why I didn't want to play them. It's just that the main quest feels so pressing no, the entire time. No, I totally, totally understand what 100%. you mean. I just, I just thought I would take a cheap stab. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the point is this game was so much fun to play it's disappointing because it's it's a 4.5 out of 5. I don't know if I already said that. But um, it really stumbled at the end for me in terms of narrative. And because it was the last beat of that game, it was really disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, when the opening credits of that game rolled, I was like, this is it. Like, this, they've polished and refined everything they did in the first one to a level of near perfection. I think thematically what this story talks about is so compelling and so relevant so many things that are going on in the real world without ever being too like on the nose about it you know which i think can be really tiresome when you do a game that has tie-ins to like political issues that are going on um so it's it's really disappointing i wanted to give this game a five out of five i wanted it to be like my number one Mm -hmm. um but i think that comes unfortunately with the the curse of unmet expectations which is like i love the first game so much it's the sequel it's bigger it's better you know it's too much for mr incredible (laughs) like (laughs) it's just like it's gonna you just like have to you you have to try to temper yourself but i failed (laughs) and i couldn't uh talk myself down from being like, no, this is going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. So when it wasn't, it was just like, Ooh, it's stung, you know? But that being said, I mean, it's like near flawless. It's so well done. And I can't wait for the third one. Like you said, Jimmy. So third place horizon forbidden West 4.5 out of five. Did you say, or am I making this up that you, while you were maybe somewhat disappointed with the overall package of this one that you are now convinced that the third one's going to be the one to nail it or am I making it up? Um, I might have come up in our conversation. I mean, I'm really hopeful that the third one will really stick the landing, especially mm. because if they, I'm a, I feel like they're really working in a, a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they'll do other games in this world, but I think they're going to probably retire Aloy after the third one if, I, if I th- they're smart, honestly. I think yeah. that, and I don't, I think this is like a bad way to like look at games. Well, I agree that it didn't make the landing or it didn't stick the landing at the end of Forbidden West, but it's possible that what happens in the third game can make the ending yes. of the second one make sense. I will mm. still say, because I, I know we had this conversation during the podcast and I agreed with that before, I think what I will say is that it still would lose points for me because I do believe strongly even when you're working in a franchise or a series, any decision you make narratively should make sense in the context totally. of the story. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't ever be this thing where it only makes sense in the context of the grander narrative, yeah, yeah. you know, especially because you're like five, six years in between. Yeah, each one, it's five, you know? five, six years in between is a thirty-hour game. It's not like yeah. an episode of a TV show where you get the answer next week and it's right. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, it, totally. it's um, and there's a difference between doing cliffhanger and doing something that is wrapped up, quote unquote, but yeah. not wrapped up in a way that feels presented nicely right. for me. So well, can't wait for Horizon Forbidden <laughs> Frontier or what? What did we say? Okay, Final Frontier. Frontier. Horizon it was like Final we, Frontier, which I think is copyrighted because. <laughs> of Star Trek. <laughs> but we also were pitching Horizon no subtitle. Remember that was the other oh. one that we pitched was I don't remember that but that's very cool. I remember talking about this on the podcast where we said Horizon and we were all like whoa <laughs> like that's mm. heavy. Cool. But yeah. Number two second place Silver, Silver Medalist coming in hot Crazy. here. 
Um, I'm happy and proud to give the silver medal here to Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium, uh, and everyone's calculating what my number one Whoa. is now in their head here. Uh, uh, for Whoa. those listening at home, following along, you know what it is. We'll talk about it soon. But Disco Elysium for me was such a remarkable game. Like I feel like everyone has said here, it really because um, they're both staring me down. <laughs> sorry, my sorry. one here. We'll I'm talk doing, about I'm it. Sorry. I'm doing the math here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Disco Disco Elysium really like exceeded any expectation I had. It it created such a easily the most unique experience of the whole season and maybe even my whole video game, you know, like career, quote unquote. Um, (laughs) This is a career, right? Yeah. Start paying us, and it can be a career. Um, the, Who are you talking to? Uh, just, our, just our fans. <laughs> or, talking, or either of us. you. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, is that us? Yeah, Disco, really remarkable. It's one of the most engaging stories of the entire season. Uh, had some gameplay issues, but, you know, ultimately, I think intensely outweighed by all of the positives that it had. Um, I don't have too much more to say about it just by nature of A, we've all talked about it a lot, but B, I just think it's remarkable and fully deserving of the silver medalist spot. I hope they actually never make a sequel or anything like that. I'd love to play a game like this in the world, but I think the characters were incredibly engaging. and uh, I was so happy to play it and constantly wanted to be playing it and was also yeah. very sad when it was over, um, which I think mm-hmm. is a sign of, of a good game. So uh, that is my second place finisher here. I will definitely agree with you. I hope they don't ever make a sequel with these characters, but I would love to play another game in the world. Yeah, for sure. It, it's the best world building I've ever seen in a video game. And I feel yeah. like it'd be a waste to not do more with it. Yeah, but... Yeah. Again, I really also made me want to play like a tabletop RPG that has more like modern elements to it. I think that'd be super fun. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, number two for me is, oh God. Well, no, these, wait, these last ones can't be controversial. No, I, I like these ones. You just I got, I'll mad if, I'll be mad if you got one in first place and I'm, I'm ready to go. Oh, well, you're totally shocked with you, Robert. So we'll get to you. Uh, you're going to be mad. What do, we, what do we got? Give it to us. Number two is Animal Crossing. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be obvious. Okay, number two, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this game. It's so good. Um, by virtue of our conversation about Animal Crossing and how my feelings about giving it a perfect score were much more related to like my feelings about the franchise and like the cultural impact of the game and how my response to it is a five out of five that's like very measured and like doesn't invite me at least now so many years after playing it for the first time feel so like enamored and like just like swooning over it you know in the same way it just gets knocked on just a teeny little peg from my number one spot just by virtue of the fact that I'm not so like in the honeymoon phase about it, you know? And that might be slightly unfair just given the order in which we play these games, but I still think I could make an objective argument for this current arrangement. Um, But that being said, to talk more specifically about Animal Crossing, it's so good. I mean, it's just so well done. 
really think that it's like so amazing. If it, it really, it's like one of the only things that I can point to is like, it like gives me hope for humanity. Like that humanity could like yeah, make a totally. game like this and like rally around it in the way that they did. And the fact that we enjoy this, like why it's so funny to me that humans enjoy a game like this. It's like, doesn't speak to any of the logic about why human beings enjoy distraction or enjoy yeah. entertainment. You know, it's like so contrary to all of that logic about human nature. And yet I, I want that Islander on my, in my town. I don't want yeah. that one. You know, like the way people feel so strongly about it, about the aesthetics, etc. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing game. And I did give it a five out of five um, this season and it's very, very well-deserved and happy to give it the silver medal at mm-hmm. five out of five. I think because just because I forgot to mention it, I did give Disco Elysium a 4.5 mm. um, at, at the slot, which is off step with um, yeah. the ranking, but. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Number Great. two. I'm very happy with how this works because oh, no. we're all going to have different. <gasps> yeah! So I'm very excited oh, cool. about that. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. Which I wasn't expecting. So uh, coming in at my second five out of five, <laughs> second five out of five of the season, which again, funny jokes because bitched and moaned through 60% of the season and yet there was five perfect scores here. Anyway. Silver medal, I gotta give to Stray. Uh, Stray was a delight. I think uh, if you, for those of you who read my DLC uh, on Stray, I talked a lot about um, how happy I was uh, at the restraint uh, that the developers showed in creating this game. It is a clean, clear, crisp, concise four hour adventure, um, you know, for any average playthrough. Uh, It is, in those four hours, you get emotional highs and low, you get scary horror and then also cute cat fun, you get puzzles, you don't really get combat, but this isn't really that type of game. Um, I loved the the um, tone of the world and the story and, you know, like Horizon does basically the same type of thing, this idea of a world in which humans have somehow screwed up, screwed up. Uh, and have ruined it. Um, same, at least in same, the way- same thing with Kirby. Same, same thing, thing with, with Kirby. Metroid, yeah. Same thing oh. with Deathloop. Yeah. Oh. It's a, it, but I, you know what I think. I think that Stray does a really good job in like again giving us enough detail about why the world got there, but not going too heavy handed. Like the cat doesn't find a MAGA cap in the trash can, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think that they, again, they- the wind out of me. <laughs> I think that you they like- You didn't unlock that button for, <laughs> the, for the cat. But the I, I think that they do a great job um, in having restraint in how they deliver the story and the gameplay mechanics and all that stuff. I hope that they, they show the ultimate level of restraint in not making a sequel to this game. Um, and what I really like about this game too is it is the one game on this list that I feel feel like I could show to anyone, even if they're not a video game person, I think there's a lot that people would like about this game. Like, I think like my mom, like I think my mom would like watching this game at the very least. I think that's kind of cool, right? Like Disco as great as- I totally agree. As great as Disco is, I'm not recommending that game to most people. Yeah, like totally. there's a very yeah. specific person who's going to like that game. Um, and Stray is just, there's something for everyone. Um, and God, just kudos to those developers. They killed it. Stray is a delight. Um, five out of five. 
absolutely would play it again. We're, we're, we're here. We're here. I'm so happy we all have different takes. I, I really thought too. we were going to line up perfectly. I'm so end, happy. I'm yeah, it's great. shocked. I'm really sorry I'm, I'm the other I'm, way for you, but... Maybe I'm just misremembering your impressions of the game that you're going to announce. I, 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 you'll, well, you'll, we, yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, it. Number, yeah. no, so we are fi- rounding it out here. <laughs> number one gold star of Golden Lad games. And the Golden Lad laddie goes it's, to... It's May 1st. Yeah, right. <laughs> um... The laddie goes to Stray Blue Twelve Studios. Yeah, yeah. this no. is Blue Twelve's first nomination and first win. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just want to start by saying, listen up, all you bitches out there who are like Jack hates everything. <laughs> He's mean, and he he hates movies. He hates TV shows. He hates art. He's such a downer. Like blah blah blah. Listen up. <laughs> like, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. This is for you. <laughs> like, this is for everybody at this table. I, I think this is for you. No, it's yeah. for everybody. Like you're working some shit out. I, I, just, I just get mad about this narrative because I love this game, Stray. Like, it is so good. And when I really feel strongly about something that I love, I want it to feel earned, you know? And... It's not a conscious thing where I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm going to lower everything down because this feels right for whatever reason. It's just, I know for me subjectively when I've hit something special and something that resonates for me singularly and stands above the rest. And that is Stray to me. It is such a fun game to play, short but sweet, really evocative and impactful story that was told in such a unique way. You know, there's lots of like commentary about, oh, isn't it so cool how like in 1917 or like Birdman, it's like all one shot. It's like, why? Like, you know, there's there's no reason for it. It's like, this is such a cool thing that they were able to tell this story with no dialogue. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like it's amazing that it's just text, occasional text blurbs and all environmental storytelling. And yet it tells this very complete, very intriguing emotional story that feels intimate but also grand in scale and to your point jimmy it's so accessible like i can see so many people playing this game and finding impact with it and to what i was saying earlier i think i think i mentioned this about metroid it's like i really think difficulty is like a bad metric by which to judge a game you know i'm not saying it doesn't exist like there are games that are harder than others i'm just saying that when comparing games to one another i just think it should be removed you know as a factor um if a game is like too easy too hard whatever and yes this game is easy it's not super difficult it's not really a super hard challenge there are challenges built into it for people who want that like getting special trophies getting the side quests getting bonus material but to me i just really appreciate that this does so much artistically what a video game can do that no other medium can do. You know, this couldn't be a movie. This couldn't be a TV show. This couldn't be anything else. You know, it's a video game and it uses everything that a video game can as a medium to tell a story and entertain you as a player. And for that reason, and all of those positives that I said, and also I will say again, one of the reasons I often give out five and a five on this is because I truly can't think of anything to critique. Yeah. And I was like going through the Rolodex and I'm just like, nope, 
I got no notes. Like, so bravo, Blue 12. Um, I hope this, I hope someone from the studio is running this through Google Translate or something because I know you're based in France and just like playing it out for all to hear in the studio. And I hope it means, I hope it means something to you because yeah. it meant something to me. So bravo. Um, thank you so much, Blue 12. And thank you, Stray. Five out of five, first place. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I could see I it. I could see it in a movie. I could see it being a movie. Maybe like a short or something. Like I can't that. speak. What's up, Jeff? I can't talk. Did you, you look ill? <laughs> Did you hear what he said? No, I didn't. What did he say? He said he looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've known Jimmy for how many years? 20, uh, five, five, 26 four, years. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. He how looked me in the face and said, me, wow. <laughs> I am no. So we actually don't want to hear what your number yeah, one is okay. because your opinion is irrelevant. <laughs> I am known as the funny one of the three. So <laughs> sound off in, in the comments, please. <laughs> your mom says, "Who wouldn't want to date you? You're so handsome." <laughs> yeah. Kirby says, you "I'm really funny." That, mom. <laughs> um, great. So my number one here. Um, my number one. Uh, game this season um, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yay, Yay um, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is is a funny franchise because it is the, the franchise that I think it, in the video game world might have had the most impact on me in my real life, in my day-to-day -day life. You know, uh, Jack and I playing Animal Crossing, population growing, um, for the GameCube back in, you know, 2004 or whatever, right? And like... The official subtitle? Yeah. Population Growing? Population Growing. Oh. Um, I think... didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. I just call it Animal Crossing. I think what the thing was is that... Um, to go off tangent for a quick second, I think Animal Crossing was released for the N64 in, in Japan. Japan yeah. And then they released the, like, updated one for... Well, they, like, had to totally localize it. Yeah, localize it. And yeah. then that localized, I think, is the, the population. Oh, okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, though. Uh, so we uh, bonded yeah. over that as kids. And I remember that was such a fun interaction because, like, I um, I didn't have a GameCube. I didn't own the game. I had a house in Jack's game. Um, and so I would play it, like, I don't know, probably, like, once a month, maybe. I'd check in. Um, but those moments, like, going over to your house and getting, <laughs> getting to sit there in front of the GameCube with you and, like, play that game together. It was so fun. Um, I had both City Folk and New Leaf help me through some very, like, sad times of my life when I was not overly happy as an individual. And I know a lot of other people feel that way about this franchise. And then New Horizons, I mean, just continued to make impacts on my life today with bringing us together, yeah, as we've yeah. mentioned before. I, I mean, obviously, as I just said, I've known Jack for a while, but like in terms of bringing us collectively as a trio in a video game sense, like that was the game that like made mm -hmm. us, um, yeah. you know, a, a friend group surrounded by surrounded <laughs> uh, surrounding video games. We should come up with a name for this trio. We should, yeah. <laughs> and I just I can't think of wait. Any, what did you just say? <laughs> I can't think of any other video game franchise that just continues to impact me on a day to day basis. Here, I mean, what else is there to say about New Horizons? It's been out for two years now. We all have 500 plus hours in this game. Um, to maybe give an answer to the question that you posed, Jack, of like, why do we all like this game? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just true, pure, wholesome escapism. Mm -hmm. This world is so fucked up 
and so bad most of the time. And I think that this game is what we all want our life to be. Mm -hmm. We don't want to work and be like stuck in labor like we all are. We want to just live our lives and enjoy time, you know, spent with friends and doing tasks and pursuits and hobbies that we enjoy. And that's what you get to do in Animal Crossing. It's the ultimate like bang on the TV screen, like, let me in, let me in, let me in. That's what we want to do. That's what would make all of us so much happier. And we're not able to do it, unfortunately, to that extent in our real life most of the time. And so, but we get to do that in Animal Crossing. Um, It just has that X factor that's so subjectively special. Um, And the fact that it just keeps hitting 20 years later Mm -hmm. for a franchise is incredible. So Animal Crossing, God, such a special game. Um, uh, Oh, last thing I'll say is I do think like in the history of video games, Animal Crossing has like a chapter. Um, yeah. If for no other reason than just its time in the world uh, being released right alongside COVID was being released. Um, <laughs> I think that's a really interesting just cultural phenomenon as we have yeah, discussed totally quite a bit here. So Animal Crossing, God, what, what a delightful game. Um, five out of five and my top game of the season. Shout out Scallop Lads. Scallop oh, Lads. Rip. Um, cool. So, I mean, kind of in a almost like similar way in a lot of reasons, uh, I'm putting my golden lad uh, with Horizon Forbidden West. Yay, Horizon. Ooh, well-deserved, Aloy. Yeah, I, I just... She's like, just waving. <laughs> Shout out to you, Aloy. Uh, sorry you got so fat between games. <laughs> Redact. Take that out. You wouldn't want to take that out. I'm, I'm, we are to, joking. We're clear, not a yeah, part of that. To clarify, no, I'm, those fires. I'm, like, I'm, so I'm making fun of the people that do not know what a woman looks like. <laughs> and never will. Do you, do, you, do you remember that? Like, do you remember that? I don't know if it was like a tweet or something, but it was like someone who was like, um, why does Aloy have a beard? And yeah. it was just yeah, like, like the, peach fuzz. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. like, yeah, crazy. Anyways. Um, it's because they consider their peach fuzz a beard. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, <laughs> why a bearded lady? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Horizon Forbidden West, I think when I'm like, almost felt like I was realizing during this episode here is I really gravitate um, sort of like opposite of what you're saying in terms of like this sort of like a uh, wholesome escapism, which I really do love. But I think the games that resonate with me most are games whose core theme is surrounding hope. And I think Horizon Forbidden West is like such a stellar example of sort of like the resilience of people, or you know, uh, you know, even in Stray, like mm-hmm. in the resilience of the 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 kind, of like just that's something that always like really clicks with me with any form of art. And I think Horizon Forbidden West is like the best example. You know, it takes like it sets you in this world of this sort of like bleak depiction of of the future that is like well within the realm of possibility you know considering this game takes place 100 years in the future you know you can imagine that this actually happening but takes all of that and and creates hope from it in the form of its characters and i think that's something that is like so beautiful and so inspiring to me i think it existed in zero dawn a game that i loved tremendously and then horizon forbidden west came in and basically fixed everything that I thought was like not super great about Zero Dawn. It had incredible gameplay, stories, side quests, all this kind of stuff. Um, I gave it a 4.5 when I initially 
um, rated it uh, just because I think that the ending didn't stick the landing for me. And I still agree with that. In retrospect, though, I might bump it up to a five because oh, nice. what I think about when I think about this game is not the last 20 minutes. It's everything else. Right. It's the other 60 hours. And I think that perhaps I was being un un unfair by by knocking that down. And there was other stuff too, but like, I mean, not, not as relevant, the ultimate rating, but just this one really stuck with me. Horizon is like such a, an amazing game. I did, I think literally everything you could possibly do in the game, <laughs> yeah. like as 100% as, as possible. Um, I could step in today and probably have a really Absolutely. good time. I could start the game right now and be amazed by it all over again. Um, it really is, you know, it is such like a, a big swing in the world of video games. It is like the biggest kind of thing you can imagine in terms of like, mm -hmm. you know, basically open world, a lot of like side quests, endless like possibilities. But um, and, and so I don't want that all the time necessarily, but this is like, just what I wanted for, for this yeah. game. Mm -hmm. And uh, so happy to give it my first place rating here. Again, maybe some others on the list earlier are like objectively better or like do what they were trying to do better than what Forbidden West is is trying to do. But um, this is just a remarkable piece of art that I think is a really good indication of where the future of storytelling in video games is going, which I think is like really important mm -hmm. um, to me. So happy to give Horizon Forbidden West um, my first place ranking here. Amazing. Cool. I so really I mean, what a like season. Disco for sure for him. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. I, you know, I could have. I just think that like it's it's the gameplay was like really like, as i talked yeah, about was like place. really bad for mm -hmm, me and mm -hmm. so if the gameplay was like improved yeah, yeah. i think that would have like maybe bumped it up for me generally speaking totally but, makes sense but yeah i think i i can think of very few flaws in horizon forbidden west a game that for me was you know i don't know i forget what my total time playing at that yeah. was but like 50 plus hours and disco a game that i put in however make a much smaller sure of more. course so so anyways, yeah, I mean, those are rankings. Um, we'll, we'll post maybe them on our Instagram or something like that, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so that you can uh, read them there. But any like general thoughts about the season as yeah, we as we wrap up? Well, here? I want to offer you a chance to yell at me about Stray. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I really liked Stray. I just like, I'm like, yeah, it was good. We it was just fun. Had, yeah, so yeah. it was weird. It's weird to me that that was like your number one. Listen, it is so... I, I mean, it's all subjective, yeah. but, you know, it really comes down to, like, just my experience with that game, which yeah. is so special. I, yeah. I honestly, I think the only rating that I think was, uh, I still would say is weird is your Metroid rating, but <laughs> we've talked about that. I'm not going to here to bash you again. I think we kind of, like, one, we could swap our Metroid and Deathloop ratings and be pretty, like, yeah. lock and step, like, for the most part. Yeah. Like, because you put, you had, I had Metroid at nine. And I had Metroid at, like, Where'd you six have or four, four, and four. Deathloop was at Mine nine was or, or five or something like that. Mine, okay, Deathloop was five for me, and then Metroid was nine. Yeah. Was yours five was Metroid and nine was Deathloop? Uh, four and nine. So, so yeah. basically, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, but I agree with pretty much all that we've said about these games this season. I think that this season um, really surprised me in terms of like, it actually is looking pretty good on paper. Yeah. Um, for all, again, for all the complaining that I did, uh, <laughs> this is a pretty solid season top to bottom with 50% of the games that I played, I come away with a very positive feeling from. Um, 
Yeah, I'm super curious to see, uh, for anyone listening, uh, what your thoughts are on the games that we played this season, uh, how right or wrong we were with our rankings and where you might rank these games if you got the chance. Yeah, I also yeah. felt very kind of like lukewarm until like the very end here, but mm-hmm. looking at my like ratings, I have my six and higher, my sixth place, like six to one, yeah. are all four and above. Mm, and that's yeah. like very good. Uh, yeah. And there's really only Lego Star Wars and Deathloop for me and like Majora's Mask yeah. but like in a different kind of way like I think Deathloop and Lego were like bad like Stinkerville as we <laughs> called it I think Majora's it I didn't average have villain Stinker Town Stinker Town <laughs> yeah. I didn't have fun playing Majora's but like I can see the objective yeah. merits of it or whatever but like most of them have been pretty good I'm, I don't we don't have these numbers now we will when our sort of like Instagram superlative post is in terms of like average ratings yeah, we'll do across the there sure. I, th- I really thought that this was going to be much lower but I would be surprised surprised if it wasn't i feel yeah. like season one average score yeah. is going to be lower than yeah. season two i agree score. after all that it's interesting too I, i'll just say i think what's and i know i've said this off mic i think or maybe it was at the beginning of this episode too but i feel like my big takeaway from looking at these rankings and the ratings is that um the season really had it all it had low lows and high highs, yeah. you know, for me anyway. And, and mid-mids. And, and uh, yeah. really mid-mids. I mean, you know, a couple of games in there that I'm just like, oh man, painfully average. Like, yeah. can't even remember anything about them. And it's just interesting how, in theory, we're trying to pick games that are good. You know, like, we're right. not picking anything that is like, well, we heard this one is bad, so let's review it yeah. and yeah. agree. We're picking things that we are interested in playing and have curiosity about. And it's amazing that picking 10 games that you think you're going to like. And and we all definitely had a wide average. And then for me, just specifically looking at these, I'm like, wow, this really evened out. You know, it's like amazing. Again, I think the only unless if I were to retroactively bump Deathloop up to a 3.5, I would have given every single rating possible with the exception of a one, which we basically reserve for like, what is this? Like, you know, I don't know if I, I'll ever play I, I, Well, that's kind of what, what to your point, I was going to say, like I, we're choosing these games, right? We're yeah. not just playing everything that comes out. So I'm not surprised that my top six is four and higher just yeah, by nature totally. of wanting to play games like this. But yeah, it's really interesting. And something else too, is that in terms of like, as we were going through, you know, I think when we were first starting out Ladsu game, we did not establish up front that we were doing like a season kind mm-hmm. of system. So we just picked, we, after we finished 10 games, we're like, yeah, that's like a good, let's like do a new season. Uh, but now that we were like aware of it, what we were saying earlier um, off mic, uh, Jimmy mentioned that the like, oh, like Kirby, which is actually our, our sixth game. So like mm-hmm. halfway through Kirby to now flew by and, um, you know, uh, Deathloop, like first game feels like a million years ago. I checked. We were halfway at the halfway. Oh, whoa. Oh, my uh, God. We, we wow. started Kirby in April, which puts us like right at the halfway mark for oh, um, five months and, and that blows my mind that yeah that's insane. crazy like that feels it feels like these last ones were much quicker but um, so I, I don't know what that necessarily is saying um, I mean I think these games were maybe a little bit shorter these mm-hmm. ones yeah. um, we just maybe took a little bit longer to play them but yeah um, 
Yeah, yeah just I thought that really interesting. But overall, a really positive mm-hmm. uh, impression of this season. I think yeah. it had a chance to be really bad and kind of picked up at the yeah, end definitely. there. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, I mean, anything else? Let us know what you'd want us to play for season three. Uh, we won't listen, but yeah, let us know. We already, know. <laughs> we already mostly know we're playing God, for season three. Fans, do we have the heat coming? We got I a, am excited we're, for season three. Y- we're, we have a lot of really exciting things planned for season three. Um, you know, we'll have, we'll have um, obviously, uh, as you're listening to this right now, uh, check out our Instagram at lads who game. Um, we'll have some links to this here. You can check out all of our different episodes uh, about this season's games with a couple exceptions. Yeah. We didn't record a couple of them. Some might go up later, but we have episodes on all of these games here. Um, our Instagram has little quick blurbs and things about that. Um, we'll have a lot of announcements going up there first on mm-hmm. Instagram at Lads Who Game about season three and some other exciting stuff. So definitely check it out. Uh, let us know how you feel about these games. If you've played them, if you'd rank them differently, what you want us to play for season three. Again, we won't listen, but, but we, we still want to know. <laughs> we want to know. We want to hear about it. Uh, uh, and, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, there's never yeah. been a, a better time to be a lad before season three. Yeah, so yeah. this is the time. <laughs> about to pop off. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lads Who Pod. If you're interested in keeping up with the lads, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Lads Who Game and can read our more detailed analysis of this game and more on our website, ladswhogame.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, give us a rating, and tell your friends.